1: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham
0: Live. Half soaked for the first forty-five, it's still still playing like a friendly, still pre season. Um very laboured, very casual, too casual. And um yeah, they, they need to book their ideas up quick time. Um things feature's right to right to call them out afterwards. Uh, that first, first forty-five was pretty was quite a joke to be fair way what came about and there was no answer um that target being hooked up at half time he went at the races at all so mm. yeah plenty of questions to answer they need a massive response next week against newcastle um what for the ratty i just wanted it more simple as that out man out muscled in every department um maybe and there he had a rude awakening today with his club record signing he got he got bullied to be fair and so did a lot of them so yeah i think there's a big time um yeah, big bop on the nose. I called it after. It a big, big bop on the nose they got there. And uh, that can't happen again, it? It's it, a reminder room to make sure it doesn't start at Newcastle next week?
1: Yeah, I've seen loads of almost overreaction on social media today, which always comes with a bad Villa result. That's fair. Get on the beers. Ash. absolutely go for it. Um, and I don't want to call Newcastle a must-win because it'll be the second game of the season. And it feels silly to say there's must-win games. But that first game back at Villa Park in front of our fans... The mood will be
0: horrific if we lose that game. Yeah, rightly so. Yeah, um, well, Watford had a really good crowd behind them today, and it's going to be it's going to be even better next week when the Villa boys are behind them. So they can't get below them standards. Uh, they can't can't hit them standards today like they did against Watford. Um, the crowd will be right behind them from the first whistle. Today's out the window. We move on from today. Okay, it things a little bit now. But once, once kickoff comes three o'clock cut next week at Villa Park. It's going to be a real atmosphere there, they're going to get right behind the, the boys, and um, it's up to them to respond, isn't it, Dan? Um, they need to come out there and give, give, give the villa fans something to shout about. Villa fans have been locked out of Villa Park for, for too long now, um, and they need to put on a show. I said, I said before Watford, I think Watkins coming back in will really help Villa intensity wise. Uh, Smith said that as well. So, get, get, go for it, blow them away. I want Villa to come out there next week with, with something to prove after today because it was horrific today, it really was. Watford just. just Bashing Villa from pillar to post, and okay, I think they come on all right in late on, but it weren't good enough. And they a big response next week. Otherwise, 20 minutes in, they're not doing it. The Villa, the Villa fans are gonna be on the back, simple as that. It's, never, it's always been the same. So, yeah, um, positive for me today was Leon Bailer. I thought he was very bright when he come on, he McGinn's goal. So, that's a, that's a plus point today for me. Defence need to book their ideas up a little bit. Matt Target, we at the races. I think Ashley Young could start next week. I thought he, he handled so quite well today in the second half so we'll see there but yeah get Watkins back in um, we but then need to show they need to run themselves into the ground next week and um yeah hopefully the Villa fans will be shouting about the uh, three points
1: We'll do a proper in-depth podcast on Monday when we've got more time because I know you've got to try to catch very soon Talk to me about the, the debutants then Ash Young back for us Danny Ings in there Bailey comes on Um how did you rate them all you don't need to go into massive detail because I said we'll, we'll do another podcast but you know, just a quick kind of summary of each of those for me.
0: Yeah, Ashley Young did really well. He's oh, he OK. He started on the left-hand side. Uh, and then he, when he went back to left-back, I thought he managed to start quite well in the second half. Thought that threat was, was nipped in the bud, personally. Um, the target's strong against him. I swear, I thought Boyan really struggled today. He was gobbled up. He, he wanted too much time on the ball. It wasn't physical enough, but Watford bossed him in the middle. Uh, Danny Ings, starved the service a little bit, but I think he got a bit more in the second half. Got his goals off the board, isn't he? That's one in one for him. That's a plus. Okay, yeah, That's always 10%. important,
1: isn't it? It is, yeah. It didn't get us any points, but it's important for your striker to score goals.
0: Your striker's off the mark. That's a really plus. And I thought Leon Bailey looked really bright uh, when he came come on. He made that goal, went at the opposition, chopped inside, chopped away. And, um, it, yeah, I think he's going to be a good one. I really do. Yeah, David, did okay. I thought, I thought just, just overall, performance-wise, they weren't at it. I thought Dean Smith was bang on with his assessment. It was miles off the pace and it was like a friendly for him and they need to, they need to Need to stop that from now because there's no friendly games in the Premier League. You get found out as they did today. So, so yeah, there is, there is a couple of positives to say, but not many, Dan.
1: I feel like that game's given us more questions than it's answered questions. I, I don't really know how we line up best. I don't know what our best formation is. You look on paper of Buendia, Bailey, Ings and Watkins and how all four of those can start. Near midfield is so lightweight in, in McGinn and the Canberra at the moment. McGinn, um, to be fair, got his goal. And it was a great finish and, and a good assist from Bailey as well. Uh, and to be fair, Bailey and I did change the game. That, that last 20 minutes, we did look better. But you think, why do we have to wait until we're 2-0, 3-0 down? or whatever it was 2-0 down to start playing um, yeah it's just a frustrating one and, and you've got to go and beat Newcastle now and the pressure is on Villa a little bit to go and do that I back them to do because you're at Villa Park and you know Newcastle aren't you know, it's not like you've got Man City first game but yeah. it's difficult when all the fans are going to be a little bit low after today Um Talk to me a little bit about Nakamba specifically. There's a lot of stuff on social media about him this afternoon. Before the season, we're saying, you know, he might, he might be, a, be a bit of a dark horse to to keep his place in the side this season. But he just didn't look on it today, did he? I don't want to make too many snap judgments off one 90-minute game, but he didn't look good today. they
0: just overrun, weren't they? I think when you're playing a two in there, a lot of, a lot of Villa did, but I know Brendier was in number 10, but it was in the Nakamba. They got overrun. The, what for three in midfield? Just so much bigger than the, the pair of them. So, um Camber tried his hardest he I felt sorry for him a little bit. He tried to do it all. He tried to be a... I mean, he slipped He slipped in quite well for a through ball. He was trying to do defensive side and attacking side. So that's not his game, is he? And he, and he needs people around him. And he needs to sniff out the danger. And Villa wanted to go on the front foot. He, he was um, on the camber's shoulders to do that. It's not his game. I felt sorry for him in there today. I thought he was quite isolated. He can't do it all, do you know what I mean? I thought indeed, didn't help him out at all. And the game was here or there. Uh, in the middle of the park, they were, they were bust. Start to finish, um, what the guys wanted it more. The cambo yeah, you got you got swamped in there at times. And whose fault is that? I mean, but when the pressures on, he can't do it all himself. I do feel sorry for me that, that aspect. He, he did try and play, but that's not his game, is it? I think his game is when Villa are playing against the big boys when they're not having much of the ball. Whereas the Timesville Charles tries Charles to get toe-to-toe for today and they've got, they got, got a bloody nose for it so so yeah I think the system needs to be question marks with the system um, they, they, they're back to a four two three one 2 today Watkins come back in next week what happens there is you go two up top midfield department yeah still short Douglas Weasley back in on Monday but he'll have that department but, but yeah still short there Morgan Sanson how fit is he they need as much help as they can get in that midfield area at the moment because it's it's Question marks it there, it's not good enough. What for the man, to look like a, a Chelsea or a, a, a Man City today, in there? They really were. Cleverly was one of the best players on the park, and that's Tom Cleverly from for Villa years ago. So, just goes to show how short they are in midfield at present. And they've got no, no real ball players in there, no, no, no one wanted to get on the ball. And I'll, I'll show a bit, well, nobody was like that today. So, they need some personality there. Um, too many shoulder away from that today. Once the crowd got going, the crowd on Villa's backs. They didn't want to know. They will see the Villa. So, um, yeah, a bit, of a bit of a reality check outside, Dan. Real reality check. You say
1: they, they need some personality in there, but do they need some personnel in there? Does this kind yeah, of yeah. prove that they need to sign another midfielder? Because that, yeah. that system just looks weak as it is at the moment.
0: So what are you doing? you got Douglas Luiz. You're going to bin him off, are you? Or, uh, what are you going to do with him? Are you going to get rid of him?
1: Oh, it's difficult, I know.
0: It is difficult. It's... It's, it's it's there is a load there is some bodies in there Dan but that having that right type of player that personality like I say to come in box that midfield want the ball demand the ball there aren't many players doing that at the moment uh, you, you can't put that on the canvas shoulders he's a more defensive midfielder he's more easier shooting policy when you're going forward so yeah I think I think I think today as as as, as 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 given these people questions to asking the transfer window did you go back in for a number eight now or a real top, top operator in central midfield. That's a question he'll ask himself now, going back on the bus. So we'll soon see as the window ticks down, we'll, 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 we'll address that. But yeah, um, big wake-up call needy for next week, Then
1: Can, can Buendia play that number eight, do you think? Because they look better with a four three three than a four two three one. I think. Buendia being as a 10, I'm not so sure. You could have Watkins play left, Ings up front, Bailey right wing... Buendia yeah. as an eight with McGinn and Nakamba, Louise, Sanson, or a new midfielder. I think that third spot is up for grabs. Does that does that work or has Brendier always got to be a ten or a, a right winger? Can he play a, a bit of a box-to-box role or not?
0: It's just that physicality, Dan, I mean... Yeah, true. Just, I mean, they had... Um, Watford last night just bossed him. He's, he's, he's too small for, to be in there to, to mix it about a bit, do you know what I mean? And put his body in. He's, he's, getting, he's getting weights off the ball um, at times, so I think he does better... better he's, does his damage further up the pitch he gets space on the right hand side doesn't he and, and he did he did drop a bit too deep today as well but getting the ball off the back four and stuff and running further running up like, like, so he's a tough one to, to judge at the moment he's let's not forget it's a new side that's still gelling it'll take a couple of weeks but obviously the fixtures they are kind at the moment Newcastle next week then I say Brentford Brentford over the weekend it ain't an easy game anymore is it so then it's the big boys come to town Chelsea go to Chelsea Man you. So, it's going to be a tough, tough old few weeks of Village. So, get a win next week. It's Newcastle. Get the points on the ball. Get the momentum back. And also play for again. But they can't be showing signs they did today. They can't be putting in a performance like they did today. Again, or anytime soon.
1: I think it's important not to have too much of a negative overreaction. Because like you said, it's the first game. I've sat here two or three minutes ago and said, and the camera's probably not good enough. But everyone can have a bad 90 minutes. And that I'm not going to write a footballer off for that. We've all said before the season started, we've got to adapt to to know Jack Grealish as much as people don't want to hear about it. That was a big saga over the summer. You've got five new signings in Twan Zabie, Young, Ings, Bailey and Brendia. Three of those probably start every single game in in the best 11. So it's going to take time to gel. But like you said, you've you've got to show signs that you're stepping forward in the right direction and there's not reasons to be concerned.
0: You have, yeah. um, It's just pulled down to the system for me. It's going to take a few few weeks. We know that and people are blind here they still get to used to playing with their new teammates Young's been there before and done it he showed that today for me um, turns out he's been there done it before as well for Villa but it's a new boys. how they're going to link up at the front end of the pitch how they're going to jowl how they're going to get that understanding uh, that understanding be, be developed at the Bonnymore Heath um, so it's on the training pitch now to, to the coaches to, to get the best out of these players um, and the best system to, to most effective so, it'll be so intrigued to see how the line of it is Newcastle next week. They did really miss Marley Watkins today. That press and that Harry in mm. the centre backs it caused his mistakes to happen and a then bit, a bit of to capitalise. But I think Leon Bailey really showed signs today. He's just come out of quarantine. He's had a day with his team. He's had a day with his teammates and he's had played the last half hour. Got an assist. Got menacing. I think that's a real plus point today to take. I think he, he probably he's pushing to start next week. So we'll see with that one. So early days, Dan, like I've said. Um, and we'll see where we go. Next week's a big one.
1: Final question before I let you get that train. Does today concern you or the reason still that you can be positive about Villa season?
0: No, I'm not going to judge yet. I'm not going to judge at all. Uh, Watford had a good crowd behind him today. Some of Villa haven't experienced in a long old while. But I thought that, 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 helped. that helped Watford today. Sarr getting on the front foot early doors and just Target being miles off it as well. So Watford had momentum from the off. Um, so I'm not going to judge them yet I'm going to probably judge them after Newcastle after Brentford sorry Newcastle Brentford see where we're at there before the international break and after that is Chelsea and then you get, you get a good idea good understanding where, where Villa are at this season so I mean it's all talk about Europe isn't it in the, the close season European this European that couldn't be further from it at the moment given given today's display so a lot to do a lot, a lot of questions to answer um, and we should have those answers next week against Newcastle
1: Lovely stuff, Ash. Thank you very much for your time. This quick kind of post-match reflections—I think we've called it—just doing a ten-minute, twelve-minute Facebook live after every game. Um, we'll do a proper in-depth podcast on Monday, probably lunchtime, so we'll chat uh, when we've got more time then. Thanks everyone who watched long. Uh, we do appreciate it, and we'll be back again at the start of next week.
0: Yep, keep the faith yeah.
1: Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the Villa.